But again, if you look at it from the perspective of it being a 500 apartment community, then you're just saying, well, we don't have that here, but across the street we have that. Or vice versa. If you got someone who wants a downgrade from a two-bedroom to a one-bedroom, rather than saying, well, we only have two and three bedrooms here, you can say, well, across the street, we've got plenty of one-bedrooms available for you. Best ever listeners, where are you going to be on February 22nd and 23rd? I am visualizing that you're going to be in Denver, Colorado, because that's where the best ever conference is, and that's when it is. February 22nd, 23rd. Go to besteverconference.com. And even put in take five so you get 5% off your ticket. So that is T-A-K-E and the number five whenever you purchase your ticket. And buy now because ticket prices go up weekly. So go to besteverconference.com. You can read all about the conference, the agenda, the speakers. We've got an incredible speaker list focused on commercial real estate so that includes five plus units if you're in multifamily and you're going to get a lot of value from this conference go to besteverconference.com it's the third time we've done it it improves every year and we have raving reviews i'm not just saying it ask people who have attended every year besteverconference.com enter take five t-a-k-e five when you purchase your ticket and get an extra five percent off ticket prices going up weekly so get it today there needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail and we thought hey why not make it free too that's why we launched syndication school and theo hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we are two podcast episodes that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these series, including this one, we offer a document or spreadsheet or some sort of resource for you to download for free that accompanies what was discussed during the syndication tool series. All of these free documents, as well as a previous syndication school series, can be found at syndicationschool.com. Now, this episode is going to be the final part of a six-part series that is focused on how you will find your first apartment deal. In the first four parts, which happened the previous four weeks, we introduced you to the difference between the two main types of deals, the on-market and the off-market deals. In part two, we discussed how to find on-market deals and off-market deals through real estate broker relationships. In part three, we talked about one of the main ways to find off-market deals, which is through direct mailing campaigns. And then in parts four, we discussed, I believe, nine more ways for you to find off-market apartment deals. And then yesterday, in part five, we went over a seven-step process for finding off-market deals via cold texting. 
in part five and this part six are going to be focused on some real world case studies that investors have used to find apartment deals that weren't necessarily discussed in the previous four parts. So in this part, we're going to go over two more case studies. The first is going to be how to find deals in a hot market following a case study from Joe and his company. And then we're going to go over another case study, which is how to eliminate the majority of the competition in your market. And for that case study, we're actually going to go over two different ways to accomplish that. So let's hop right in with case study number one, which is the secret to finding deals in a hot market. And first, a quick story. Joe and his company were sent an on-market opportunity from a broker in Texas. It was a little bit over 300 units, and the unit mix was primarily one bedroom. Now, the deal met their investment criteria. It was built after 1980. It was in a major city. It was the right number of units, and there was opportunities to add value. However, it was a highly marketed property, which is typical for on-market properties. The broker makes an offering memorandum. They send it out to anyone who subscribed to their email list and really allows anyone to submit an offer on the deal. So because of this competition and because of this marketing, the price kept going higher and higher. So they'd submit an offer, the broker would come back and say that's not enough, and it kind of kept going higher and higher and higher until it got to the point where they weren't confident in their ability to actually achieve their return goals for their investors because the price was just too high. At the same time, they noticed a apartment complex across the street that was a 200-plus unit apartment community that was primarily two and three bedrooms. So what they decided to do was ask the broker to contact the owner of that property to see if they'd be interested in selling. So one thing led to another. After some negotiation, they ended up actually putting this deal under contract And since it was an off-market deal, they were able to negotiate a price that was well below the market value of the property. Now, because of the discount they were able to achieve on that off-market deal, they were able to bid a higher price on the on-market opportunity and were also awarded that deal. So, essentially, they bought both properties. Now, the benefits of this strategy are fairly straightforward, but first of all, it is a way to find deals in a hot market. Rather than just focusing on that on-market deal and once the price goes too high, you just kind of give up and move on to the next one. Instead, you try to find a complementary off-market deal in that same area and put that property under contract at a discount and then tap into that discount to buy the on-market deal. So more succinctly, for every on-market deal that you come across, you should reach out to the owners of the surrounding properties and attempt to purchase both properties, the on-market property and the off-market property. More specifically, you should pursue off-market properties that naturally complement the on-market property. So in this particular example, the 300-unit on-market deal was primarily one bedroom, whereas the complex across the street was 200 units and primarily two and three bedrooms. So the benefits of purchasing that complementary off-market deal with the on-market deal is, number one, the economies of scale. So think about the reduced expenses 
due to having two properties directly across the street from one another. Rather than having two maintenance people for each property, you can have one maintenance person. Same with any contractors or vendors you're working with. Pest control, security, they can just do both properties. You can advertise and market the properties together. You can split the costs of commissions and salaries of your leasing and office personnel, property management teams. Really, the majority of the expenses aren't going to be cut in half, per se, but they're going to be reduced because they are essentially a 500-unit apartment community that's split by a street. Another benefit, and this is where the off-market deal being complementary is important, is that you'll have a natural referral source. So if someone comes to your building and is interested in buying a two-bedroom, rather than turning them away and saying, well, we only have one-bedrooms, you can say, well, we only have one-bedrooms here, but we actually are also managing the property across the street, and we've got openings for two- and three-bedrooms. So why don't I put you in contact with that leasing person or maybe the person they're talking to is a leasing person for that property as well. And rather than losing that customer, you can refer them to your other property. But again, if you look at it from the perspective of it being a 500 apartment community, then you're just saying, well, we don't have that here, but across the street, we have that here. Or vice versa. If you got someone who wants a downgrade from a two bedroom to a one bedroom, Rather than saying, well, we only have two and three bedrooms here, you can say, well, across the street, we've got plenty of one bedrooms available for you. Would you be interested in touring one of those units? And then another benefit is going to be the flexibility with your underwriting. As I mentioned, because of their ability to put the off-market deal under contract at a reduced price, they were able to tap into that discount to buy the on-market deal. So again, the purchase price for that alone was too high, but since they're buying it as a package, the two purchase prices together combined with the stabilized NOI and the stabilized cash flow resulted in a return projection that met and exceeded their investors' goals, where that wouldn't have happened if they just purchased the first deal. So for now on, especially now in a hot market, when you're looking at deals or a broker sends you a deal, I always personally go ahead and visit those properties in person and I'll make a list of the surrounding properties and consider reaching out to the owners if the only reason why I'm not buying the deal is because of price. Now, most of the deals I've come across have been eliminated not because of price, but for other factors. But once I do come across a deal that the only reason why I can't buy is because it's too expensive, then I will focus on trying to find a complementary property in the surrounding area and try to buy those two deals together as a portfolio have the investors invest in the portfolio so that I can tap into that discount to buy the on-market opportunity. So that was case study number two. Number one was yesterday. Number two, which is the secret to finding a deal in a hot market is to make a list of the properties surrounding an on-market opportunity, ask your broker to contact the owner, and attempt to put that deal under contract at a reduced price so that you can tap into the discount to buy the on-market deal as well as benefit from the natural referral source, as well as ongoing economies of scale. Now, the last case that I want to talk about was a focus on how to eliminate competition. So similar to this first one, it's essentially how do you find deals in a super hot market? So one of them is to kind of make your own deals. So pursue those off-market opportunities. Another strategy is from Daniel Emendurie who was a guest on Joe's podcast. So if you want to listen to that, Google Joe Fairless Daniel Amendurri, A-M-E-D-U-R-I. He had a three-step process for eliminating 99% of his competition in a particular market. 
And essentially what he would do is he would buy the properties that nobody else wanted to buy. So step number one of this process was to identify a problem in the market. So this would be, as I said, a property that nobody wants to actually buy. So what he would do is ask around with local investors. He'd ask wholesalers, realtors, brokers, really anyone who was involved in the real estate industry. And he would say, what is a property type that nobody else wants to buy? The one that scares away most investors. So Daniel does smaller deals, but this concept can definitely still apply to apartments. It's the concept that's important, not the specifics. So in his market, since he was a single family investor, the problem in his market and most markets as well is foundation issues. So people avoid properties that have foundation issues. So if they hear or read or see anything about a foundation issue, they'll automatically just disqualify the deal and move on because of the costs associated with foundation issues or with the perceived costs associated with foundation issues, as well as the fact that most banks won't loan on a property that has foundation issues because it's too risky of a bet on their end. So in your market, do the same thing. Ask the brokers and wholesalers and people at meetup groups, what are the types of apartments that nobody wants to buy? And then step number two is to find a solution to that problem. So figure out, based off of those responses, how can you solve that issue in a cost-efficient manner? So for Daniel's example, as it relates to the foundation issues, he came across his solution kind of randomly, he said. So he went to buy a single-family home for himself, and it happened to have a foundation problem. And rather than just kind of running away and finding a new house, he went into entrepreneur problem-solver mode. And figure out, okay, well, you know, how much is this actually going to cost? I've heard people say it's going to cost $50,000 because they're going to have to lift the property, which may result in broken pipes and cracked beams that need to be replaced, cracked walls. So how much is it actually going to cost? And he reached out to a vendor and got a quote for 3500 bucks. So his mind was blown. and was like, wow, this is not as expensive as I thought it was going to be. So because of that, he obviously, step two is find the solution. But step three, because of that, he decided to become the go-to person for those types of deals. So he reached out to all the brokers and all the wholesalers he could talk to and asked them to notify him whenever they come across a deal that has a foundation issue because he's got a guy who can fix the problem very cost-effectively. Now, for this particular strategy, he has to pursue seller financing for most of these deals, but the owners are more than happy to do that because everyone's afraid to buy their property. Now, how can this concept apply to apartment investing? Well, step one, you can ask around and figure out what apartments people don't want to buy, whether it's a type of property or a condition of a property or a location of a property, and then figure out what can you do to buy that property without having to lose money on that deal, basically. Like, how can you buy that problem property and and make money? Whether it be a property in a low-income area, maybe there's one particular type of property or issue with the property that you know how to fix really well because either you can do it or you know a guy who can do it for cheap. This is, again, kind of a general strategy and it depends on you and your background and your market, but just figure out what don't people want to buy and then brainstorm for however long it takes ways to buy that property for it to make sense financially. And then once you do that and you've proven that you can do that, then become the go-to person for those types of deals. You might not want to be going on a podcast and telling everyone about this strategy because you don't want people stealing that strategy in your market. But again, it's really up to you. And I think something interesting that one of the interview guests on Joe's podcast said, because he was giving out some really rock star advice 
And Joe said, no, thank you for offering this advice. I'm surprised you give away your secrets because you don't want people to compete with you and kind of steal those strategies and use them to compete with you. And the person responded saying, well, no, most people listening to this or most people that I tell this are never going to do it anyways. 99% of the people aren't going to take action in anyway. So I guess at the end of the day, if you find out a strategy, you can tell people because they're probably not going to do it anyways. But anyways, I'm kind of getting out of the point now. If you become that go-to person for those deals, then you're going to be the only person that's looking at them, that's pursuing them because everyone else is running away from them because you're focusing on those properties that nobody wants to actually buy. So to learn more about this strategy and how Daniel implemented it, just to maybe kind of um, give yourself some additional ideas or starting place, definitely check out that episode by Daniel Amendury, A-M-E-D-U-R-I. Now, another way to eliminate competition is to uncover some sort of investment strategy that nobody else knows about. Now, when I first made the outline for this, I was going to stop after Daniel, but Yesterday, I actually met with a local Tampa Bay investor named Armando, and I don't believe he's been a guest on the show yet, but I think he should be a guest at some point. He is a developer in the area, and he was telling me yesterday at lunch about this really unique investment strategy that he discovered that no one else really knows about, so he doesn't really have any competition. He learned about it from his mentor, so I guess his mentor knows about it, but his mentor is worth tens of millions of dollars and isn't necessarily focused on these smaller types of projects. So Armando is kind of the only guy in Tampa that's pursuing these types of deals. And I'm not going to go into extreme detail on the strategies because if Armando comes on the show, I don't want to steal his thunder. But essentially, there are certain locations in Tampa that are zoned residential single family, but can be rezoned to residential multifamily based off of the zoning laws on those specific plots. And an example he gave is that he bought a single-family home that was 1,700 square feet, zoned RS. And he was able to, after a four-month process, rezone that plot to RM and ended up knocking down that building. I think he developed eight units, an aplex on that lot. So again, this is a specific example, but the concept is what's important. Figuring out what is some creative strategy, some loophole that you know about that no one else knows about. So that's a unique thing that you can do or you know about that others don't, that you can leverage to find deals that others can't or have deals that make sense that don't make sense for other people. You kind of get the idea. So that concludes this episode. The first case study was how to find deals in a hot market, which involved searching for properties surrounding on-market opportunities in order to tap into that discount as well as the economies of scale and natural fertile source to buy both properties together. And then case number two was strategies to eliminate 99% of the competition in your market for the types of deals you're looking at. And one is to essentially buy properties that nobody else wants to buy and figure out a cost-efficient solution to whatever issues that property has and then be the go-to person for those types of deals. And then the other one was, again, from... Armando, who discovered a creative investment strategy that nobody else knew about. So he was able to, instead of being the guy that bought a single-family house, knocked it down and built another single-family house, he knocked it down, rezoned it, multifamily, and was able to develop multifamily buildings on these units. So that actually concludes part six, as well as the series for how to find your first apartment deal. So as promised, 
We're going to give away a free document, and this is going to be a deal-finding tracker. So it's going to be a spreadsheet that allows you to track deals that you are finding through literally all of the different ways I told you you can find deals in this six-part series. So from brokers, from off-market deals, from deals from your thought leadership platform, to deals you find through your meetup group, this document will allow you to track all of that, track the progress, track the conversion rates of your direct mailing campaigns, track which brokers are sending you qualified deals and which brokers aren't. So in order to download that document, it will be in the show notes of this episode, or you can download that document at syndicationschool.com under the series, How to Find Your First Apartment Deal, which is going to be series number 12. Series number 12, part six, Deal Finding Tracker. Download your free document and check out the other Syndication School series at syndicationschool.com. I really appreciate you guys listening today, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow on Follow Along Friday. Best ever listeners, best ever conference. That's where you want to be, February 22nd and 23rd in Denver, Colorado. Put in the code TAKE5TAKE and the number 5 to get an extra 5% off. Ticket prices go up weekly, so buy it today, besteverconference.com. You can read all about the conference at the website all about the speakers. You can read about them and what you will experience when you're there. Besteverconference.com. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin' Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at com forward slash show. That's D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-N dot com forward slash show.